take a moment to touch a tree. People may think that I'm weird, but I'm like, hey, thank you for the air you're giving me. Thank you for the noise that you make and providing home for the birds. Thank you for being here. I'm Leon Guidry, and this is the Brother Be Well podcast, sponsored by Blue Shield of California's Blue Sky Initiative. Today, we're addressing trauma and healing with an emphasis on boys and men of color. It's about to get real with our hosts, experts, and guests. Gather around, y'all. Hi, I'm Michael P. Coleman, content director for Brother Be Well. Today, in one of a series of Brother Be Well conversations on trauma and healing, made possible by the support of Blue Shield of California's Blue Sky Initiative, we're talking about the role that exposure to nature can have on healing from trauma. We'll touch on the particular challenges that gaining exposure to nature can introduce and even a potential pitfall in doing so. Joining me for this conversation on Nature Connections is Mr. Nature Connections himself, I think. Julio Cruz is an integrated behavioral health specialist, and he's a Brother Be Well clinical advisor. How are you doing, Julio? Welcome back to Brother Be Well. Very blessed to be here. Thank you for having me. Really blessed to have you here. Let's jump right on into this, man. Let's jump on in. The connection between exposure to nature and mental health might not be quite as obvious to some people. Um, from your perspective, what's the connection between the two? I, I think that when I start thinking about the connection between nature and mental health is that I am part of nature, right? Uh, defining what nature is. I think that sometimes when we, we say, oh, I want exposure to nature, we only think about being in the woods or being uh, in a beautiful river with like a magnificent scenery. But the reality is that we're exposed, exposed to nat- nature all the time and we're part of it. We are an intrinsic part of nature and everything that surrounds us and everything we touch and do is part of that nature. Really? Wow. I never have even, you, you constantly present things in a way that I haven't even thought about, Julio. Really appreciate that. You know, I was digging around, looking at some studies, getting ready for this conversation. I found an amazing one uh, that was done at UC Berkeley. They concluded that exposure to nature can dramatically reduce symptoms of PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Does that surprise you at all? I'm not a clinician, but so it surprised me. I'm wondering first, does it surprise you at all? And secondly, what do you think is the science behind that? You know, uh, it doesn't surprise me at all because we we interact with our environment, right? Uh, we have talked in other occasions about like having uh, part of self-care is the environment that we are surrounded by. So, you know, if I remove myself from these brick and mortar and like artificial walls that are my beautiful home. I am very thankful for my home. But the reality is that when I'm sitting in my house in the living room, then I talk, I turn to the left and I'm like, oh my God, I have to fix that wall or I don't like how that shelf looks. And I'm like in an environment that like it provides me safety, but sometimes I need to step out of it and go, uh, see it outside, even if it's just a patch of grass or like just walk down the street or I'm very lucky that I'm able to go on the pathways on my bike and like look at things. I, I, you were talking in a different conversation about walking around the farmer's market. And when you talked about taking a look at textures and colors, I, I started to feel that connection, even Julio, as you talked about it. So really appreciate you sharing that. With regard to healing from trauma, most clinicians advise adding exposure to nature to a more traditional treatment regimen, like talk therapy. I'm just wondering what's your take on that? I think that um, different things work for uh, different people, 
right? Uh, I think it depends on your stage of healing, what you find peaceful, what you find healthy, what you find healing. Uh, I do believe in a strong connection to nature. I mean, as, as you mentioned, I share about like the smells that I appreciate, the textures, the uh, colors. And then when I go outside, um, I like picking up rocks and looking at them. And like sometimes I even take something from my house and leave it as a gift in nature as I take something else from there, right? So I have that connection of like, hey, thank you for the gifts you're giving me and it's helping me to heal. So finding a balance in between, I have a therapist that I talk to and helps me to process some of the things, but also surround myself with loving people and then having a connection with the earth, with the water, with the trees, uh, you know, as part of my, some of my background uh, as an indigenous man, they're my brothers and my sisters, the trees, the plants, the animals, whether it's the four-legged, the, the winged animals, whatever it is, having that connection of like, I am not the only one. It gives me a sense of ground, like I'm grounded and I'm humbled to understand that in the great scheme of things, I worry sometimes about things that are out of my control. But the birds that are flying above me, they don't worry about what they're going to eat today or where they're going to spend the night. Same thing with the squirrels. And I look at the squirrels out there and I'm like, wow, these, these things are like running up and down, enjoying the environment. And they share the same urban environment that I live in. And they find a, a moment of joy and safety, even with the cars running around and us walking by them. So understanding that that connection with nature can bring me some sense of belonging and humility and healing. You reminded me of something you just said of the old spiritual. If his eyes on the sparrow, I know he watches over me. That was so powerful, Julio, when you were talking about our carrying worries, but the birds overhead aren't thinking about that and the squirrels running around aren't either. Before we go to the next question, I've got to ask you, you, you just said you, you sometimes take things from your home and give it back to nature. And that was so beautiful because I too, have, in the fall, I'll see a, a color of a leaf that I really like, so I'll bring it home. But the thought of giving something back honestly and embarrassingly never occurred to me. I'm just curious, what kind of thing would you take from your house to give it back to me? You know, sometimes like, um, I, I can give you an example of what I what I did yesterday, right? I had a banana that was a little more ripe than I like it to be. So I took it with me when I went to work. And as I said, like I look at the squirrels, I look at the animals. So I peeled the banana, I put the banana on, next to the tree, and I knew that either the squirrels were going to eat it or it was going to be part of uh, some food for the tree. There were going to be insects and worms that were going to take advantage of it. So it's a gift. You know, somebody, whether it's an insect, an animal, the tree are going to be able to enjoy something that is not garbage. It's a gift for them. I love that. And you couldn't have picked a better example because I don't like an overly ripe banana either. So you have given me an idea. Instead of tossing them in the garbage, give it back to something that's going to have some food and enjoy it much more than I would. Really beautiful, Julio. Really appreciate it. Several studies suggest there's a connection between practicing mindfulness and in a na natural environment and its effectiveness in healing from trauma and overall mental wellness. 
Our Brother Be Well mindfulness expert, for instance, Grace Cecilio, she's helped me enjoy walks and bike rides much more than I did before. I do those things to help me with, with cardio and to combat combat rather anxiety and stress. But by adding mindfulness to that, instead of you know riding a bike or walking with these earbuds in, listening to music, I just take it all in and I use the ears to even hear the, I've learned to hear the sound of the, the wind past my ear. I never even noticed that before. What are your thoughts about trauma survivors combining the two, nature connections and mindfulness, as, as we all attempt to heal? I think that, first of all, is recognizing and knowing what my level of tolerance, what my triggers are, what makes me feel safe, right? Uh, I experienced PTSD, and one of the things that I worked really hard on was to change the approach I had to my responses to PTSD. I used to be hyper alert in a sense of only looking for danger. And I started working on how when I walk down the street, I look at things that I never saw before. I still am aware of my surroundings, but now with a little more appreciation of the different things that are happening, not just looking for danger, but also looking for the beauty in everything that is around me. So I think it's super powerful. It's a process. It's, it takes a lot of work, but in a combination of uh, other practices. And maybe you need to start practicing mindfulness in your house in a safe environment and then start by walking five minutes in a place where there is nature, but there's other people. So you start feeling a little safer, appreciate the other people looking at nature. And then when the time comes, you may be able to, just walk along along the pathways and I touching the trees and admiring everything around you. Really great advice. Really great advice. Thanks a lot, Julio. Let's talk about one specific way in which one can incorporate exposure to nature into a trauma treatment regimen, forest bathing. And I've learned about this fairly recently. It originated in Japan and China. Studies have shown that it can be used to help dec decrease stress and lessen trauma responses. Benefits can include a decrease in blood pressure, in pulse rate, and reduced acute psychological stress, rather. This practice involves literally wading into a wooded area, and I'm really fascinated by it. So I wanted to ask you about it. We, we want to take advantage of having someone like you on the platform. Can you touch on whether you'd recommend forest bathing to someone who is attempting to heal from trauma? I love forest bathing. I... You know, as we shared before, that I go to the farmer's market and I look at textures, smells, uh, colors. So being in the forest and trying to become one with it, where, like, I lay down, I hug a tree, I, like, look at all the texture, look at, like, absorb the smells and, you know, how they affect my, my the chemicals in my brain, right? Like, there is times that, a smell can trigger a good memory and recognizing that there may be something that is not as pleasurable and learning where I can go, what places to visit. Is it the water and the smell of a river that brings me happiness or is it more like a lake? Uh, do I feel safer going to a park that is not the forest, but it's still there's the nature in there and you can submerge yourself in it. I'm glad I'm thinking about the different I, I would have said before you just said that it being near a body of water makes a difference for me. But you just um, show me a different level of that. Is it a river, more of a moving uh, water work, so to speak? Is it the sound of the water or is it just being by a, 
Is it salt to water? And, and, you know, I think that sometimes, like, we forget about all the senses and all the things that we experience. That's why when I think about, like, forest bathing, right, that the way the, the water smells in a river is very different than it smells in a lake. And the feeling of the water is also different, the texture. When you jump in a river, you can feel it going through you and moving along. When you are in, in a lake, it's a different sensation. You know, the way it feels, the way your body reacts to it is very different. When you're in a river that is moving, your body finds its way just to sway with it. In a lake, you can just float and be at peace and it's like recognizing all those different things that different environments, different parts of nature can bring to us. Really powerful stuff, powerful stuff, Julio. As we talk about this exposure to nature, my, the back of my brain is kind of thinking about those social determinants of health that we've talked about a lot here at Brother Be Well. And I'm, I can't help but we, I, I'd be remiss not to, to bring this up for a great number of men of color especially those that, that are in or, or grew up in an urban environment, wading into the woods is practically an impossibility. What recommendations might you have for those of us who don't have immediate or even easy access to nature? There's different things you can do. You can bring nature inside your house. As I'm talking to you, I cannot help but to see the there's a plant behind you, right? And you're offering light to that plant. You are like, it's part of your environment. So you're bringing nature inside. So you can enjoy that part of nature. Sometimes when I walk from my job to my car, I walk, I walk on, in Midtown Sacramento, right? It's very urban. But I take a time to like, look at the different flowers, like people who plant outside their house, you know, I try to be mindful as, as a person of color that they don't look at me like, what is this weirdo doing outside my house? But like, I take a couple of seconds to slow down and see if there's any flowers. Do they have new plants? Um, I see that some of the people have like cacti that now they are planting. Now that there is a change of season, like what is coming back to life that wasn't there? You know, there's nature all around us. There, there's... Uh, kids and i think that me growing in a in an urban environment i remember looking at a little flower like springing out of a crack in the asphalt right and i was like oh my god look how beautiful and recognizing that you know just like that flower that comes out of the crack in the asphalt in the middle of the city were also that part of nature that flourishes in the middle of these crazy environments that we grow up but we have the power to be that beautiful flower, that beautiful tree, that beautiful part of nature that brings beauty to the environment that we're in. It's beautiful that you talk about that that plant, that flower you called it, growing up in the crack in, uh, in the asphalt, Julio, because many people would call that a weed, not a flower. And you remind me of my grandmother as a kid making a distinction between what my mother called a, a weed. She was describing a dandelion. And I remember my grandmother saying, what's the difference between the yellow dandelion and those yellow tulips that you planted? It's the same color. It's the same vibrant color. 
And she taught me to, to, to experience nature in a very different way. So the crack in the asphalt with that little plant coming out of it is an example of, of seeing things a little differently than maybe we're trained to see them, especially with regard to nature, I think. And, you know, and sometimes we forget that, uh, like, a dandelion has a lot of healing powers. It's very nutritious. It has, like, uh, some people use it as an anti-inflammatory Uh, they help you regulate the blood blood sugars in your body. So there's more to it. The strength that it comes like like springing out of the asphalt and the gifts that it brings to us, not just visually, but when we stop and really look at it and think about what is a dandelion. That's a part of like recognizing the nature that is all around us and the beautiful gifts that it can give to us to like the healing powers that he has. I'm going to promise to be better at it tomorrow than I have been today. I'm going to keep getting better at it. Thanks to, to your input and suggestions, Julio. Let's talk about really briefly, as long as we've got you here, we, we did another video with Brother Be Well in this trauma and healing series, and it was devoted to trauma triggers. Mm-hmm. That was a conversation with another Brother Be Well clinical advisor, and he's also a major family therapist, Christian Jacobs. And we learned that individuals working on healing from trauma need to be careful about those triggers. And particularly um, in the context of this conversation, some of those triggers can have a natural element to them or they can be tied to nature sometimes. Um, I'm wondering if it's as simple as learning about or being aware of your own triggers or if you might have some other tips for individuals. Is it as simple as just getting to know yourself and know what those triggers are? Or are there some other tips we could think about with regard to nature and making sure we're not inadvertently triggering ourselves? I think that uh, just like with any triggers and taking care of yourself, it's a little complex, right? There is like different stages that we're going to go to healing. As I shared before, um, I experienced PTSD and it took me a lot of work to be able to feel comfortable being out there on my own and walking, feeling safe. And there was a time in my life that I would have never thought about like, going into nature alone because my brain immediately went to like somebody can come and get me and nobody's going to find me and they're going to get rid of me. And as I mentioned before, I, I started like working with a therapist, say, this is what I feel. This is what I experience. When I'm alone, this is what my brain thinks about. And this is a natural reaction my body has, right? Like I, I start shutting down and I feel like I cannot move and like recognizing all of the things and taking steps to start feeling safer. And I am very thankful for the friends that I used to be like, you want to go for a walk in the, you want to go for a hike, right? And I was like, the only thing that I can guarantee is that we'll get there. And I don't know if it's going to be five minutes or 30 minutes. If you're willing to share that with me, I'll be very thankful and blessed. But I also had to take care of myself and making sure that not only I recognized the triggers, but I was ready to change direction if any of those triggers happen. To say it is okay to not be okay right now and do something else. And being your own best advocate and knowing what your needs are and what, what you can handle and what you can't and being okay in articulating that. Yeah, nobody knows me better than me. And I think that 
especially as men, men of color, we were uh, raised and we we were educated to be like, you had to be tough, you had to tough it out, you had to be strong. And sometimes the biggest, the biggest strength that we can show is to say, I'm not okay and I'm going to take care of myself. You know, I, I talked to you before about, you know, taking care of a loved one. Well, guess what? I will protect a loved one if they weren't feeling safe. So I had to take care of this loved one. Learn to love myself and be like, I can be that strong person for you and say, let me take care of you and rescue you right now. Take you out of this situation. I love it. Absolutely love it, Julio. Thank you. I, I never can let you get away. And I, I'll apologize up front. I, I always ask you for your almost unparalleled words of wisdom here on this platform. You've been invaluable. That's an understatement. I don't know anybody else who's more connected to nature and their surroundings than you are. Can you think of a few other hacks for those of us who might want to engage with nature? Maybe it's new to us. It feels a little foreign, a little different. And, you know, none of us really likes things that are different right away. Um, or those of us, as we said before, that might have a challenge. You talked about bringing nature into the home. That's one. I'm thinking about some of the other ideas you might have for someone who's on a budget or that they really don't want to break the bank. Do you have any last minute hacks or, or tips or ideas for those of us who, who want to really make more of an engagement with nature? Yeah, I think that, uh, as I mentioned before, like recognizing what nature is for us, not just thinking about nature as like this magnificent trip to Tahoe with like all these expenses and all of that. Sometimes exposure to nature is, as I said, admiring that dandelion that is resilient and strong growing out of the asphalt. Part of my my taking care of uh, my connection with nature is listening to what my body is telling me that I need. My body is so wise. Uh, I think that it happens to all of us that all of a sudden I get a craving for an orange, right? And I'm like, why in the planet do I need an orange right now? It's like, I didn't even see one, but like recognizing that part of my nature also tells me what is needed. So bringing some fruits into my, into my house, adding like some veggies, that's part of like connection with nature to my meals every day making sure that like I have the chance to slow down for a few seconds. I think that especially in an urban environment, one of the things that I try to do, like if I get caught a, a, at a traffic light, locally Sacramento is a city of trees. There's trees everywhere. So if I'm like walking to go somewhere and there's a traffic light, I usually like take a moment to touch a tree. And people may think that I'm weird, but I'm like, Hey, thank you for the air you're giving me. Thank you for the noise that you make and providing home for the birds. And thank you for being here. Right? I'm feeling that connection that I have because we share DNA. And we're all together in this. I love that idea. I, I've got a palm tree out front and I love a windy day. I've always loved windy days, Julio, but the, the sound of the wind through those palm fronds, I just love it. And you talked about people thinking you're crazy. I'm sure if someone walked by the front of my house, I'd just be looking up at this tree and they're probably thinking, what's he looking at? I'm really not looking at anything. The sound of that is just so soothing to me. 
but I've never thanked that tree. I've been in this house for years. I've never thanked that tree. So as soon as we're done, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And we're just about out of time now. I can't believe it. Julio, it flies by. Julio Cruz, integrated behavioral health specialist and brother be well. Clinical advisor, thank you, my friend, for another great conversation. I'm already looking forward to the next one. The time flies when I'm spending time with you guys. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot, man. We'll see you soon. Bye. And I want to thank our sponsor for this incredible conversation and all of them in the series. Blue Shield of California's Blue Sky Initiative has made all of this possible. That initiative boosts access to mental health support. And you can learn all about it at bluesky.blueshieldca.com. That's bluesky.blueshieldca.com. Another website that I'd be remiss not to tell you about is our own, brotherbewell.com. If you've enjoyed this video, there are a number of videos on a variety of topics, uh, behavioral health, physical health, all, all across the gamut. You can check those all out, audio podcasts, compelling print pieces, fabulous, incredible, powerful personal stories of, of strength and resilience and recovery and healing. You can find all of that at brotherbewell.com. We're a membership supported service. So if you can join us, that would be great. But if you don't want to do that right away, you want to start out a little more slowly, give us your email address. You can sign up for our blog and you'll two or three times a week, I believe, start to get notifications about videos just like this one as they go live. Again, all of that is at brotherbewell.com. My name again, Michael P. Coleman, content director for Brother Be Well. Thanking you for your time. I don't take it for granted. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you and talking with you next time. And I want to ask you to do two things between now and then. Take great care of yourself. And when we get that one down, take great care of somebody else. Till then, bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Brother Be Well podcast. Join the BBW membership at brotherbewell.com so we can learn to heal trauma together. Thanks also to Blue Shield of California's Blue Sky Initiative for sponsoring this podcast and supporting parents and caregivers in need. I'm Leon Guidry, and we're out.